I'm very excited. Uh, Jenna's very excited. I'm fine. <laughs> Miley I'm, is unchangeable. I'm also very excited. This is a very special episode of My Best Friend Thinks She's Buffy. Uh, episode 8, I Robot You Jane. <laughs> Which is a reference to I Tarzan You Jane. Yes. Right? Well, and when I say the title now, it wasn't really referenced in the episode, but it was an amazing episode, and for this very special episode, we have two very special guests on the pod today. Say hello, boys. Say hello. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> I'm guest number one. So, <laughs> guest number one on the pod is Andrew Ritchie. Another uh, super fan. Uh, Andrew is a super fan. Yes. I heard Gianna say the other day that he was maybe the other fan uh who was almost at her level i wow. think i think of yeah. people you know you're definitely a, an, a fan i can talk to about any episode and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about totally but i don't feel like i'm at your level like i still <laughs> well, feel like i feel like i know the show really well i know i feel like below andrew, i feel i you don't bow have to say still. that we'll have you back on the pod oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but andrew is otherwise a- i am creating a rival He's a super fan, so we've got a super fan on the show for this amazing episode. And our guest number two is Oscar Dirks. Hi there. I wouldn't call myself a super fan. I'm a fan, but I'm definitely not a super fan. But you are a recent fan. I'm a recent fan. I think it took us about like two years to actually fully watch it. Yeah, every episode together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to take us like eight years together because <laughs> you guys probably binged a little bit. It's commitment. Everybody listens to a podcast because they want commitment. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a new fan too, which I appreciate because I'm a new fan. So I feel like you're in the same boat as me where you're like, I don't really know what that character's name is. But <laughs> yeah, that's for sure the issue yeah. with me always. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this episode is very special. Um, on our last episode, it was a very important plot episode. Yes. It was Angel. It just needed to be me and you, baby. Yeah, it did. And, uh, it was very important for the story for Buffy because, uh, we find out Angel is a vampire. I found out Angel's a vampire. You did. You found uh, I'm out. the last person on earth who knew, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Buffy's very upset. And, um, this episode had no Angel. It had no master. It was pure joy <laughs> you got what you wanted you said just a few episodes ago that you wanted to get to know willow better i do yeah and, i did and you get a lot of willow no this was a really important episode for willow i think um because i do feel like she, her character has been less developed than yeah, so. than xander but i just want to ask you do if you remember the first time you watched this episode our guests <laughs> And do, yeah, do you remember it? Do you, do you remember, remember this episode? I remember this episode, but I don't remember... I was probably just in the basement of my parents' house watching it with my siblings, who have been texting me about this podcast <laughs> and have been wanting to... And have both started rewatches, my name and my siblings. Uh, because so I definitely remember this episode because it Join reminds us. me of Computer Labs and my computer at home. Absolutely. Oh, yes. It's actually a really good point, hey? Like... Computer labs <laughs> being a place that existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, you have your computer and your computer lab is wherever you are. Yes. Yeah. But it's in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just so different. Oh, what a difference, you know, 22 decades can make. This, yeah, this episode really dates itself. Like, yes. some of the other ones kind of can exist within time. They're kind of timeless. But any reference to technology is just very funny. And yet, the fears and the suspicion and the caution and the excitement and the, like, you know, 
the opportunity that the internet is for so many people is totally explored mm-hmm. and is totally, totally relevant. It's, I was like, this is so relevant right now. And Oscar, you just watched the uh, documentary, as a lot of us have, The Social Dilemma, uh, which <laughs> is, I mean, this episode, you don't even have to watch The Social Dilemma. You can just watch this episode and it'll be the same outcome, right? I like, I robot you, Jane, as an alternative. <laughs> To it's watch accessible. A, a, a show about the man who made the like button. I really like that. Mm. You know? If, if, yeah, we're talking about the evils of AI. We're talking about mm-hmm. the, the ability for AI to corrupt and mm-hmm. take advantage of weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the need for social approval. Mm-hmm. And how we're getting that from technology now. Yes, the mm-hmm. commodification of affection. Of dopamine hits. Yeah. Hit me with that dopamine. Yeah. Hit it. Yeah, after watching The Social Dilemma, I am definitely a techno peg. <laughs> 100%. Praise it. <laughs> oh my god, Miss Calendar. Oh, that is something we have to talk about. Do you remember, everybody in this room, we can all agree that Miss Calendar is the bee's knees. Uh, she's so hot. Yes, she's the hottest so, character of the show so far. Probably. So hot, so smart, so confident. So mysterious. Mm. Who is she? Who is she? You must tell me. Um, you must tell me your first impressions of Miss Calendar. Like she's our first smart older lady. Come yeah. on, yeah. Isn't that even exciting? though she's like our age? Yeah. <laughs> but when you viewed it, you were probably like, "Who's that old lady?" Teacher? No, major crush. Oh, huge major crush yeah. right away. I've yeah. always. Had crushes on like my high school and junior high teachers, and I had a huge crush. On and and you see, you said when we were when we first sat down to watch this episode, you were like, Giles is interesting because Giles, they're creating is they're making him very asexual. Mm-hmm. And we all agreed. Yeah. But as right after we all said that Anthony Stewart head is a hot toddy. He is. Mm-hmm. He's a hot toddy. <laughs> 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 he is. He's too hot. He's too hot to handle. And then this episode, you do get. Some legitimate connection, some legitimate sparks. Not to say that you can't have that kind of thing over the internet, but but Willow doesn't have that. Willow doesn't yeah. have a, a real connection. Willow is used and lied to and deceived. Um, but Miss Calendar and Giles in real life, real life, over arguing about the internet, sparks fly. Definitely, they fly. It was very nice to see him have a little like. Oh, like a little flirtation, almost, like in a child's way. <laughs> and be challenged intellectually as well. Oh, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Giles. You're not smarter than every person. Yes. <laughs> I love the love stories where they, like, disagree at, at first. They, like, fight, and there's, like, something sexy oh, about you're right. that. Yes. Yeah. You're, like, Titanic. Like, you're just, like, <laughs> right? They're, like, totally... Yes, I, that uh, same year! <laughs> yes! <laughs> also... Oscar, that was not the example I thought you were going to give. Like, Titanic. I thought for sure you were going to give, like, a Pride and Prejudice. Oh. You know what I mean? Or, like, a Benedict and true classic Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Romeo and Juliet. It is. It yeah. is. But they don't fight in Romeo and Juliet, the original. Not no, really. No, not really. They so. kind of, like, well, no, they totally palm and palm. Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. go palm to palm. Palm to palm. They palm and palm. So... Before we go more into the episode, I just, I'm very curious about each of your relationships to Buffy, because you have different relationships. So, like, Andrew, I know you're a super fan, you watched it when you were young, like, G, which kind of, like, is why you guys are in the same camp of Buffy fans. It's true, we're t- we were teens. Yeah, because yeah. you yeah. saw it when you were the age of these kids-ish. Younger than you, them. But yeah. you were, yeah, but you were young yeah, people, yeah. you were, yeah. like, in... School. Mm-hmm. They were who I wanted to be. They yeah. were older. They were cool. They but dressed they... cool. Yeah. I wanted that angel haircut so bad. Like <laughs> and my brother David had that haircut. Oh, for the sure. Haircut. Like, yeah, oh, he got yeah. that haircut. Be- I'm gonna say because of Angel. <laughs> like for sure. Well he agree. He got it because of Angel. Wow, is I don't he, know. Is he a fan? Uh, Buffy, yeah. Is he sure. listening to this? He, I, I don't know about the podcast, he but he's definitely seen all of Buffy and Angel. Okay. My, all my siblings have. Both my brothers and my sister. So you remember it as like a family? Because G also had a family yes. experience. Yeah, like, and I had our truce. And you had a family experience with Yeah, Buffy. I think everyone watched it. So uh, yeah. Very interesting. 
And what about you, Oscar? You didn't watch TV? Are your parents hippies or weirdos like mine? <laughs> you know this is all true. Yeah. <laughs> if Oscar is ever quiet during like a pop culture moment, I feel like as your partner, I do have to check in with you to make sure that you understand <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because there's so many things about films in particular. It's usually, not music, I would say it's usually films and TV that you're like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I know, I can't decide if it's just because I'm a bit of a dummy or if it's just like, <laughs> if I was like, didn't watch this when I was younger. I, I, remember, you I think tried we had to take TV. responsibility for, but, for it. Did your parents, like, did you guys watch movies or did you watch TV? You're also an only child, which somehow factors into this. <laughs> Yeah, let's we discuss to politics together, mother, <laughs> mother and father, and I will discuss politics. The dinner, dinner table. You joke, but that might actually be true. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so, like, why didn't you watch Buffy? Did you hear of it? Did you know about it? I think I, I think my parents took TV away from me before I had a chance to start watching Buffy because they just like shut it off at a certain point. They were like, "Nah, you're watching too much," and they just like. Then after that, all I had was CBC. And so I watched The Simpsons, I watched Reading mm. Rainbow. But I didn't have cable either. I had Rabbit Ears. And I watched this show. Not yet, not at season one, but eventually you could get it on, you could get it with Bunny Ears for like two years. But like, I, it was accessible. I didn't have the, I didn't have the channels either. That's part of why I didn't watch it. Okay. So I get it. So it's real. It's real. It's real. All of our experiences are real. You corroborated Oscar's <laughs> experience, and that's how it works. And then did you just get into it, I guess, because G made you watch it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> And how did you feel about that kind of pressure that I put on you? <laughs> well, I knew that I knew how important of a show it was to you, so I was, I was excited to watch it, honestly. Like, it was like, yeah. And it's it's such a good show that it was never, like, a hardship. It was always like... Awesome. Fun. Cool. Yeah, my, my partner and wife didn't do me the same. <laughs> but you never really pushed it. So <laughs> That's how you tell the story. <laughs> well, Andrew would be watching it, like, many times over the years. We've been together for many, many years. And I would sort of just wander in and, like, see something happening. Like, and I'd quickly turn it off and hide my shame. Spoiler. No, I'd be like, what's <laughs> happening? He'd be like, oh, the kids ate the principal. And I'd be like, huh. <laughs> just leave <laughs> yeah I never thought actually you'd be really into it I think actually I just was like oh I don't think this is a show that Marley would like uh oh yeah. why not uh because I you've never really leaned that into fantasy that much and I remember I and I've I've had trouble in the past of trying to convince girlfriends of mine <laughs> to read the the high fantasy books that were so important to my childhood. And none, no girlfriend I've ever dated has ever written my favorite fantasy series. So you asso associate Buffy with fantasy for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's totally that's connected the genre to for you. I think so. Cool. It's connected to it. Cool. Sure, yeah. High fantasy. So that is a kind of fantasy. Yeah. This wouldn't be high fantasy. This would be like an urban fantasy. Okay, okay, because we're not in, like, like medieval... Yeah, is that the difference? Yeah, totally. Like, high fantasy is, like, wizards, elves. Like, okay. Lord of the Rings. High okay. fantasy. Well, Buffy is not high <laughs> fantasy. In fact, we might say this was low fantasy, at least for this episode. No offense, <laughs> California. Uh, sorry, Cali and computers. Okay, I just want to start at the top. We've been talking a little generally, but I just need to talk about the very opening shot of this episode. It. it opens in Cortona in Italy, 1418, so medieval. And this is wild because I did a semester in Cortona, Italy. So I lived in that little town, which is on a mountain. I can't believe they chose it. Did Moloch the Corrupter try and seduce you while you were in Cortona? He did not, but we had really horrible internet, so that's probably why. <laughs> but it is a very historic little town, but it's so cute that I was in there. I know, it opened on Cortona, and I'll admit, I forgot. I knew it started in Italy, because I knew that the, I remembered the first scene of Moloch is with the beautiful Italian boy. Yes. <laughs> Who's like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and Moloch is like, I love you back. <laughs> and then the, the the little like Pope's children, or what are they called? The monks. The Pope's children. The Pope's children. <laughs> <laughs> but like the priests. Yeah. Like yeah. the small the little clerics. Pope's mm -hmm. in yeah. Cortona. 
are trying to put Moloch back in the book. They do have beautiful monasteries around the hills of Cortona, so it's a very historic place. I but do wonder why it was chosen. Like, if there's any relevancy, or if, or if Joss Whedon was just like, I also went on to Cortona Exchange. It's a very old medieval walled um, town, uh, so and it has very old churches in it, uh, so it's very cool. And Moloch is a name that's used in all sorts of like demon lore. Well, he is a corrupter. Mm-hmm. Moloch the corrupter. So Allen Ginsberg wrote yes. in his famous poem, the epic poem Howl. Yeah. There's an entire chapter dedicated to Moloch the corrupter. Oh, interesting. And right. and um, yeah. So he's a, a well-known demon. Yes, mm-hmm. and he is the corrupter. I think in that. Allen Ginsberg, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see him as being, like, a particularly seductive figure in other, like, literature that I know mm. he's in. It, But it, about corruption, that is true. Yeah. Like, money and greed corrupting is what Allen Ginsberg writes about. It's interesting that they chose for, like, a, this seductress demon. He's, like, very horrific looking. He's got, like, huge horns. Like, he really looks devilish. Yes. Um, but very seductive. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. But his eyes are gentle. <laughs> <laughs> They're are they? red and gentle, piercing. Yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah, through that webcam. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> you love people with red eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> seductive. My weakness. <laughs> so then we go to, like, the computer lab. <laughs> full of nerds. Um, but it's kind of amazing. Like, it's the introduction of Miss Calendar. Um, kind of a name is Miss Calendar. Uh, she's super hot, and she runs the computer nerd class. Yeah. I don't... She runs computer science class, I yeah. guess. Um, well, she's also cool teacher. Yeah, she's really cool. Like, she is, hello, my name is cool teacher. Mm-hmm. I am cool. All the kids want to hang out here. She's chill with Buffy spending her free period to chat and hang out, but she does lay down a boundary. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. Uh, as opposed to Giles, who's a super nerd. Yes, and not cool teacher. Stiff, not cool at all. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Uh, so we meet these two computer boys, Fritz and uh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Some pacey white children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they love computers. Uh, so were, I, were any of y'all computer... Nerds? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I definitely chatted on like <gasps> sex channel or naked channel, and I would actually do it on video game platform channels. So like using StarCraft oh my God. chat channel Starcraft? system on Battle.net, and I'd go to like the sex channel or whatever, and I went to all sorts of different channels. I could think of a bunch I went to, and I would go there all the time, and I'd talk to people, and I actually even got to know some. Okay. We would talk about sexy stuff. So Starcraft was your gateway to sex channel? Yeah. This was 19, and that game came out in 1998, and I had it when it came out. So that would have been like a year after this, yeah. So same time, same era. My first sex chat was on uh, Diablo 2. That was my first. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Very demon-y. Yes. There's probably a Moloch in that. Oh, my God. It was Moloch. Was watching this triggering for you? (laughs) Like, like in a, like a positive way, like. <laughs> so this is very poignant. Like all t- tweens and teens were going on sexting channels. Yeah, I do. I remember. I don't. I never went on sex channel. I can't believe that was the name <laughs> of a <channel>. thing. <laughs> I love it so much. No, no, I did Nexopia. Oh yeah. And I did, like, MSN Messenger mm-hmm. before it was, mm-hmm. and maybe MySpace was MySpace the thing that mm-hmm. was happening? Yeah, yeah. Did MySpace. But it wasn't very sexy. I think the first thing... You didn't go into chat room? I didn't go into sexy chat rooms um, then. I definitely did... Well, maybe I did with my friends. I totally did with my friends. <laughs> I think mm. I totally did. But I don't know what they were called. I don't have any fun I know. Names I can't remember, share. but I definitely went in, like, some sexy chat room. And it's, like, ASL. And then you just type in whatever you want. So, like, I totally would type in, I don't All know, the crazy Other ages. You. Like, you can just be anyone else, which is what this is warning you about. You're yes. anyone on the internet. <laughs> but none of you <laughs> fell in love. Did you fall in love on the internet? No. When you were that, when you were, like, Willow's age. 
No, 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 no. It was just for kicks. It was cheap thrills. Cheap thrills. <laughs> cheap thrills. Yeah. I got a twelve-year-old na- cheap thrills. <laughs> I got enamored for so sure. Wise. I got enamored. It was totally connected to my like, like, mm. uh, like masturbation and like yeah, all sorts of like my like sexuality for sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. See, yeah, it wasn't integrated into my. I mean, it probably is. It probably is integrated into my life because I'm now older with this internet thing that has grown into totally being a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. But then, then it feels like I can say that it really had was of no consequence. Mm-hmm. Truly, I was so detached. It really, really wasn't until university. But, you know, not the case for Willow. Not the case for Willow. She is, I mean... This is kind of a nice episode because it kind of brings in, you know that Willow is like a a hacker computer girl um, from past episodes. That's like a personality trait they've endowed her with. Uh, But we haven't really gone into that. But so this is a really great thematic episode. It's like uh, Willow's strength. She's good Mm -hmm. computer girl. uh, And then she gets sucked into this like online chat Mm -hmm. uh, demon named Malcolm. (laughs) Uh, which is totally believable to me, like, especially because she's lonely and she has expressed wanting a boyfriend in the past few episodes and she's got this unrequited crush on Sanders. It's all very sad. So she's, uh, she's just so good at playing like so vulnerable and like naive. Like it's so lovely. It's very authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. She's so endearing. Yeah. So the demon gets, uh... Moloch gets into the computer because um, they're scanning. Okay, <laughs> let's walk through this. Giles is getting shipments of old tombs from his connects around the world in Italy, I guess. Uh, send him this like a demon book that in this, a Jumanji box. You know, yeah, it, it is it, in a Jumanji box. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, I love it so much. Everything, oh, it's so great. So, the monks. Whoever they are, mm-hmm. the Italian magical, magical men of Portona. Clerics, yeah. They put Moloch into the book. Yeah. You know, not quite in the nick of time. Moloch still gets one to snap a neck of one poor little yeah. bull-cutted Italian boy. <laughs> and he gets, about so 30, he gets about 30 seconds of, like, prolonged screaming, which is <laughs> excessive. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. You don't think that's traumatic? <laughs> hmm. Well, going into a book probably is traumatic. Uh, so he's put in the book, like, the genie, like, Jumanji. And then they put the book in a box. Yeah. I love it so much. It's totally Jumanji. Very Jumanji. Like, this this book is written in a different language. It looks like a language Just none of us know. demon script. Demon script. Yeah. And then it's put into this box, and then this time capsule box, this, you know, Giles' favorite box, gets opened up, <laughs> and this mm-hmm. demon book comes out right in time for Willow to scan it using her uh, laser wand. scanner. Yeah. Um, we must have only had those in California. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's actually called, I looked on the screen, it's called the Scanomatique. <laughs> Q-U-E, ma Scanomatique. Uh, oh, from France. Uh, oh. And she scans it, and it goes into the computer and becomes an internet demon. I have a question. I don't know if anyone can tell me, but um, they're they're looking in profiles. I think Moloch is like, uh, or looking in Buffy's profile. He's trying to find more information about so he can get into Willow more and kind of, uh, I guess, tap into her brain and make her fall in love with her. Yeah. So he looks at Buffy's profile and it says her GPA is two point eight. So what does that mean? What's the GPA out of in high school? I assumed it was out of. Four, just yeah. like a university, yeah. So. I think that's, it's, like, not very good. No, but Buffy... I don't think Buffy's book smart. No, definitely mm. not. Like, Buffy is, like, the most resourceful person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And Buffy is a superhero who cannot apply herself at school. <laughs> she has, well, she has a lot of things to think about. So. Totally. And she's busy. Also, mm. she's, like, uh... You know, whatever they're learning about. She's like, oh, the, the, I don't know, the bubonic plague, who cares? I'm going to go save the world tonight. Like, there's just something that has such a great priority mm-hmm. that it, it, it also does put in perspective what this information is that she's learning in high school. Like, yeah. 
what is it actually it doesn't doing? doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> Especially to her and her life. And, like, if she is going to be the slayer as her career, then, like, why even bother doing math? Am I right? And she's changing the world. I love this show because a lot about this show is, like, fuck high school. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Just fuck high school. You're going to become a person and... Sure, high school's going to set some people up, but for many people, high school won't be relevant at all in terms of determining their future, and their skills will not be valued in high school, and Mm -hmm. their contributions to their communities, high school doesn't care about, but when people get out of high school, it's just such a, I'm sorry, it's motivational for me, (laughs) and I love it so much, and I do think that is is on purpose. Yeah. like... There is a future for you in the world. There is a place for you in the world if you have a 2.8 GPA. Yep. It's a great message. (sighs) End of sermon. Well, and this show is all about messages. And the message of this episode is just so clear. Like, in some of the other episodes, like, the... The like takeaway at the end is more a bit more maybe interpretable, mm-hmm. but this one's like the internet is scary. Don't trust anyone on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could be a demon. It's definitely Buffy can sometimes fall into this place of being like urban myth, like mm-hmm. or like warning you about mm-hmm. something relevant in your life. Like it's like we were talking about this in episode one. How I was saying it is a show about lessons. Mm-hmm. There's like lessons that we all learn. Goosebumps. Yes. At okay. the end of episodes, at the end of seasons, there's these big lessons. And oh, yeah. But what makes it so good is that you can interpret them. Mm-hmm. And they're not as heavy handed as this episode, I would say. But I can think of so many episodes to come that I won't mention that I have them like, oh yeah, the lesson of this, the lesson of that. And I can still remember those lessons. And, the, and do learn you, them. And you take them into your life. And yeah, they take my life. You I now know beer bad. <laughs> cheers. 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 Beer bad. I know. And yet there's truth in that. So like, um, Buffy goes and follows Dave. That Dave and Fritz are sort of like, they're like the bodies that Moloch is controlling. They're sort of like um, doing his bidding in the real world. Mm-hmm. So they're like um, controlled by the internet demon as well. And I have a question. It's just like a <laughs> logistical question because Dave gets in his car to go to this computer <laughs> company. I don't know. And then Buffy is following him in like... <laughs> In, like, glasses and trench coat. We'll talk about the trench coat later. But um, does she have a car? Does she run? No, Buffy runs. Yeah, she doesn't have a Buffy car, Buffy runs right? from place to place. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen her run? <laughs> I guess so. But I'm like, how does she follow him? Like, But she doesn't have a car. Like, we've never no. seen her have a car. It's totally a valid point. Okay. But Buffy totally runs around. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, like, we talked about in earlier episodes, she has, like, superhuman stamina like she can sort of run longer than the average yeah she probably took a shortcut through a backyard jumped up on her through the graveyard yeah came down at an intersection caught up with dave like you know she's she's Hmm. probably doing some really cool running that they just didn't have time to show us okay i'll um sure okay (laughs) (laughs) sure i get it uh cool so they dave is like hooking up Okay, notionally that the computer <laughs> um, company <laughs> that he goes to... It's a research facility, Charlie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what they're doing in the research facility is they're building a robot that Malik can, like, um, go inside of and be real. Is that what they're doing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I'm just forms. trying to, like, keep sense of the episode here for myself. Uh, okay, it great. was closed? Like, that was what the information we got? It was closed? It was shut It was down. the third largest company in Sunnydale, they said, too. <laughs> That's what Xander said, because his uncle worked for them, which is fascinating. Which is the second and which is the first largest company <laughs> of the business of Sunnydale? There's so, it's like a, I mean, I guess uh, California is like a tech uh, haven. So many tech companies there. Sure, so Moloch was made in in Silicon Valley. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robotics, uh, just a new thing. I I robot, you Jane, so okay. Yeah. But robotics is different than internet. (laughs) (laughs) I know, people are just like, oh, technology will put it all in there. It's all in there. Yeah. Yeah. So she almost gets electrocuted 
by Dave. Um, but he saves her and Buffy jumps out of the shower at the last minute. Yeah, Willow wants to see you. Willow's downstairs mm-hmm. in the dressing room. Or and then change Fritz, room. Fritz sets it up, right? Like yeah. Fritz, Fritz is sets clearly the more evil. He is. He's been consumed more by yeah. Moloch. Yeah. Um, and then it's horrible. I broke R.I.P. Dave because <laughs> Dave it dies. Dave dies. He uh, hangs himself, but is made to hang himself, I, I think. Yeah, I think Fitz kills him. Mm-hmm. Fritz, oh, Fitz, Fritz kills is. him. I can't quite sense the R or without the Fritz, R. Fritz, Fritz, Fritz. He, Fritz. he kills him, I think. But honestly, one of the one of the turning points of the episode is when you when you do see Moloch write Dave's suicide mm-hmm. note. Yes, that is something that is very there's a there's a different kind of scary. It's very evil. It's very evil. We know that he can hack into... We know that Moloch can pretend to be a boy from 90 miles away whose name is Malcolm who can seduce Willow. Okay, we know that. <laughs> we also know that Moloch can go into the criminal records and see what Buffy was up... The criminal records. Criminal. Her, her school <laughs> records. Her school record. Her GPA. Yeah, <laughs> of the deviant Buffy and see what her GPA is and what her deal is. We mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. So we know that he has access to information and people, but this is the first time we see him manipulate it. Yeah. Knowingly to deceive or to tell a different story than what actually happens, which is sort of the fear of the internet now, which is where I feel the episode comes closer to where we might feel afraid about the internet is sort of when we think about how it can manipulate or how it can be false. And the access to information and privacy and yeah. that kind of thing. Because they, Buffy talks about, or they're like, they find out that he's an internet demon. They're like in the <laughs> library, they're like eh, with Giles and they're like talking about it and they figure it out. Uh, great. Uh, in one minute, uh, he must be an internet demon. That's what everyone would think, right? But um, <laughs> uh, then, then Buffy's like, uh, he's connected to every computer with a modem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, modem? <laughs> Is it di- it's dial-up, uh, notionally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. At this time, so that's yes. funny. <laughs> I know, but all the lines that are meant to be so dramatic or are meant to really push the action forward, they really sound hilarious and yes. funny. Like, he's in the computer with a modem. It's like, hello, everyone at home who, this technology is still very new and we need yeah. to put this in yeah. so modem. that it feels dangerous. And then she tries to delete the file and then a, a really pixelated uh, video of Mola comes and he's like, stay away from Willow. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I'll look for that GIF and post it on in- Instagram. Oh, it exists. Oh, <laughs> we'll I never pixelated from. images like that, though. Popping, like, pop-ups coming up on the computer and not being able to, like, close them down because mm-hmm. of, like, some website. Pornography websites, usually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's me. what he was or, like, waiting for the image to get clearer. It, it starts off really yeah. pixelated, and then it, like, loads in and my, loads In and my loads. pornography searches, it just says Moloch the Corrupter. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to really all... throw off the, the analytics oh, wow. tonight when really? we all search really? And Moloch then what the happens is just this, my, my entire screen is taken over <laughs> by this <laughs> green demon. Demon. <laughs> <laughs> It's too good. Okay, and then shortly after this is, I think, when Giles and Miss Calendar are talking, and he's like, oh, well, you wouldn't understand. And she's like, oh, well, it sounds like it's some kind of demon. Well, I don't know. It's kind of, and she There's starts. There's been potents for days. Yeah. Power surges. Um, <laughs> like, internet. Internet. Collapses. <laughs> <laughs> and so Giles is like taken aback because he's used to knowing everything about the demons and, and being like, oh, you muggle. Like, you don't know. Yes. But she knows, and he finds out that she's a techno-pagan. <laughs> yeah, he asks if she's a witch, and mm-hmm. she says, I don't have that kind of power. Uh, which is which is an interesting distinction. Mm-hmm. You can't just be a witch. You have to have... We talked about this in the yes. witch episode. Mm-hmm. Like, what? May, how do you become a witch? Are, do you just study? or? But it seems like you have to be born uh, with some kind of power, or maybe make a deal with... Mm, some kind yes. of entities that could be a, be a thing too, or totally. a demon or something. Totally. There's 
being a witch, I feel like witch, the term witch, has sort of emerged as sort of a nouveau uh, term among women, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, to say that they're, they are, I don't know, I don't, I only know why I use that term, and that term is to sort of, I don't know, take back a little bit of the magical feminism that has kind of been taken away mm-hmm. to prove that we are smart and we are intellectual and we are masculine. And Techno-Pagan is just an amazing creation. Like, this must be the first known usage of that (laughs) term. Yeah, first and last. (laughs) I'm a Techno-Pagan. You are a Techno-Pagan. I I worship. You do the Instagram so well. (laughs) (laughs) I worship Instagram. (laughs) Yes, Moloch the Corrupter liked liked our photos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I'm going to create an Instagram. Moloch, the corrupter. Hit him up later. Yes. yes. So then we're going to the uh, computer fact. What is it? The, the CDR. The CDR. CDR. The I computer think. research. Yeah. Research, research, research and CRD. development. Research and research development. development. CRD. Okay. Great. A uh, great location, nondescript building. Yes, uh, not a thing, sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's in Sunnydale, I guess. Uh, and this is when we meet Transformer Moloch. Or he also looks like the Punisher. Like, he's got, like, this really huge metal mask on. He looks very scary. Oh, like the Punisher from, uh, like, Wink Yahoo's Uh-Oh? Uh, <laughs> or like the Punisher oh, yeah, from, from Marvel movies. I love Marvel movies. But okay. Oh. I also think he looks like the Predator. Oh, mm. Predator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, aliens, you know, arch nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an amazing feat that they made this robot in like, I don't know, 12 hours. Like when when did this all happen? When well, did this all I think it started when Xander... When the when the factory opened up again, the factory because <laughs> Xander was like it's been closed for two years. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that they've been making him for a little while. Cool. Since he w- well, since he went into the internet, yeah, yeah he must have pretty quickly figured was- out like how can I? Oh, you're like, right. Where's <laughs> the resources? That is like the day before. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like two days before because we have the day that Willow sleeps through almost the entire school oh, day. Oh, yeah. She skipped. So there is a there is a little bit of a passage of time. Well, let's say 48 hours to be generous. Sure. Four, 48 <laughs> to 36. Okay. <laughs> 48 to 36. Yeah. Two days. Two days tops. Two days. And they made this. I mean, it's an amazing feat of technology that we still haven't achieved in 2020. I just took a conference on robot interpretation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do not have robotic technology like this. We have like iPads on like segways. It's a smooth And also, luckily, there was like two to three people making it. <laughs> it was like yeah. Fritz, uh, what's his name? Dave. Dave. And, and some white lab man. Who was there that was guy? There was two he, lab men. He looked like Ian Glenn to me, the British actor who played uh, Sir Gerard Mormont in Game of Thrones. Oh. Maybe. Do you think that was him? No. I don't, I don't think, think so, so, but maybe his distant cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet. Uh, <laughs> so, in, in the computer factory, the Transformer Moloch is there, and Buffy is having a really hard time beating him up because he's made of metal. Yes. And she's like, ow, he's made of metal. <laughs> uh, so this is actually really, because di- most of the time Buffy can really kick the ass of anyone, even yes. really strong demons. I feel like the hardest time she's had is in the um, never kill a boy on the first date. There was that really amazing. That really righteous yeah, vampire, vampire red herring. I have been judged. The one who they try and make us think is the anointed one. Yes. And so they beat each other up and and she's kind of scared. But this one, she's really pretty scared because she can't even put a dent in him. So that's pretty freaky. He's very powerful. Mm -hmm. A robot demon. Very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... They, Can you imagine how demoralizing it would be for Willow, though, if, like, Willow was easily manipulated by this demon, and then, like, it turns out to be, like, a little crappy demon that Buffy can just kill in one punch? No. <laughs> Willow yeah. would be like, well, like, you know what I mean? They kind of have to make him strong so that it it makes what Willow went through in the episode not seem so ridiculous. Yes. 
like he has to be powerful not only not only on the internet <laughs> but corporeally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of amazing because the whole gang, like Xander and Willow and Buffy, all have to try and beat him up. Like Xander's pretty bad; like he just like flies away. <laughs> but, but Willow is trying to like beat him over the head with a fire extinguisher, which is kind of amazing because it's the first time she's ever tried to fight anything. Um, so, she's pissed. Yeah, I she's pissed. Love mm. that scene because who by a raise raise your hand. <laughs> Everyone, raise your hand. No, not yet. Huh? Raise what? your hand if you love that scene when Willow. <laughs> this kind of activity is perfect for a podcast. Wait, the scene that you just described. <laughs> okay, when Willow. Okay, there's two. There's two things I want to talk about when Willow realizes that she, like, wakes up and she's in that lab with Moloch, Willow is having a breakup scene. Mm. And and Moloch is having I'm a demon scene. Mm -hmm. But Willow is like, you thought that would make me love you by lying to me? Like, it's a a breakup scene. And then Willow takes a fire extinguisher in part two of that breakup scene when they're in the hallway after Xander and Buffy are smoked out. She takes that fire extinguisher and like is like I hate you and like bashes him once and she bashes him a second time and then a third time it's break it's like Willow has unfinished emotional business with Mm -hmm. this metal demon man it's great it's so good yeah it's also isn't it's also the first time Xander's punched someone because he has that line that's like hey I punched someone uh, yeah, yeah, that um, the lab coat guy. He's yeah. like, I got him. <laughs> uh, this time, or something like that. Yeah. He's tried. I don't know. Yeah, Xander's stunt double is so good at being like, ah! yeah. like jumping out of the way. I got punched thrown. again. <laughs> yeah. Getting thrown. They yeah. love to grab Xander by his like yes. by his like shirt and like easily throw him from his shirt. His yeah. huge shirt. Yeah. He's always wearing. Yeah. yeah, he's usually wearing three or four so that he yeah. can get thrown. <laughs> yeah. So raise your hand. You like that breakup scene? No one's raising their hand right now. I No, no we all are raising our hands. We hand. all liked it. <laughs> we all liked it. Okay. It's so for an episode that could really be so crappy. They do a pretty good job of amping it up at the end. Mm-hmm. No, this episode is great. Like, it's better than some... Like, this is obviously sort of the monster of the week kind of episode. Yes. But it's it's really good. Yes. And the and the demon is really good. And they there's lots of character development and a new character. So it's a, it's a really great episode. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so... I would like to talk about some fashion. There are some great fashions in this episode, but talk to us. Um, I just want to ask first, uh, Andrew and Oscar, what were your favorite fashions from the episode? Uh, the only fashion I really remember was Giles's fashion <laughs> with his like wide tie, his tie clip, his vest. And then his like cummerbund or whatever almost yeah, looks like. Yeah, like it's very... kind of like his fancy outfit at the end. I feel like he put that on to go chat with Miss Calendar. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we also, I realized, I'm like, oh, we never see Giles, like, full body. <laughs> like, up until now, we really just see him sort of towering over Buffy, like, yeah. I don't know, like, nips to tips. Like, nips to tips. <laughs> <laughs> nips to tips. The classic film shot. Nips to tips. And I and often and don't... do a close-up. <laughs> I'm in the biz, Okay. <laughs> I often don't clock Giles's outfits because I'm like, well, that looks exactly the same yeah. as every single other outfit he wears. So that was different. Uh, he good. is the one character. There's always yeah. one character, even in a show where we all change clothes the next day. Like mm-hmm. we're not in The Simpsons. We don't always wear our orange shirt and our blue pants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Giles is one of those characters where you are like, oh, in your in your character's closet, you have the exact same episode, like the exact same yeah. outfit every episode. Yeah. You have thirty, you know, tweed vests. So, luckily, there's only one like him. Yes. <laughs> I noticed uh, uh, Miss Calendar's, like, like a leather button-up shirt. Oh. Yeah, uh, it was like a blazer. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was, I've, I've never, yeah, it was cool. 
I've never seen. I've never like seen it. such a thing. I am also very taken by the leather. Always. Yeah. I There's always relate. leather yeah. in every episode. It's and you haven't been watching with us, so your eye went straight to the leather. It's just so badass. It just looks so badass. Yeah. 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 And it's like establishing her as like there's something badass about and cool. Her. Yes. Leather yeah, is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. We see Miss Calendar, Cordelia, and Buffy wear leather. It's interesting. Cordelia is not in this episode at all, but it is because there's actually so many other characters in this episode. Like yeah. there's like Dave, R.I.P. Fritz, R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, and Miss Calendar, Moloch, yeah, so there's, I can see why Cordelia was not in this episode, but we miss her. Um, and, like, Miss Calendar has kind of a Cordelia vibe, because she's really beautiful, she's brunette, and she's got crimped hair also in, and which is very cool for a teacher to have crimped hair. Yes. So I noted that fashion, she's very cool yes. fashionable. Mm. Uh, let's note a few other things. Okay, I just, did anyone else clock this? like five seconds in the beginning uh i think they're all in the computer lab at the very beginning and i swear xander is wearing like a white shirt and it's got words on it i swear it says porn star but i don't (laughs) know that's true and i was trying to see what I, it can't say that, no, but, it can't. but it looked like it, and I wanted to see it again, but it just was gone in like five seconds. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna star that and see if I can find a screenshot because it, it looked like it's a porn star. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. I wonder if it's subliminal messaging from the episode <laughs> to the future about be wary of porn on the internet. Be wary of porn. Um, and Willow, um, I mean, she loves fuzzy sweaters. She yes. wears several in this episode that, and I've always noted, she just always looks like a child. They really <laughs> dress her like a child in this whole season. Um, so she's got like a fuzzy stripey sweater early on. And then later for most of her scenes, she's got this like really purple fuzzy sweater. I love it. Yeah, it's very 12-year-old mm. girl, but it's but it's great. It's very Willow. It's her style. <laughs> and a cute butterfly necklace with which both you and I like looked at each other and we were like, butterfly necklace. Yeah. <laughs> and that cute. kind of butterfly, like really circular oval wings. Yeah. Oh, silver. Very, yes. Silver jewelry only. There's oh, yeah. like, you know. No such thing as gold. Yeah. Well, no Buffy such. wears some gold earrings, yeah. but silver was really... It never came to Edmonton. No such thing as gold no, no. when you were that Not age. Here. It mm. was silver or bust. And mm. Buffy is, like, in her classic style. She's always got, like, mini skirts or dresses on. Lots of tank tops tank and tops. skirts. Yeah. White tank tanks and skirts. Sort of looks like... <laughs> like um, no offense to everyone who wore pajamas when they were in junior high. I know I did. I did. We all did. It was yeah. very cool yes. to wear your flannels. It was very cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it looks like, for me, it looks like that pajama top. Yes. That, like, spaghetti strap. Because she's got, like, a like a sparkly cat on, like, yeah. one, like, a 12-year-old. It looks like it's missing its matching pants. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which but, was cool. Yeah, but Buffy has mixed it up with, a like, a very, very cute short skirt. Yes. And, and boots. And when you're all done up, you know, when you're totally done up and you wear your pajamas to school, you still look fucking good. Yeah, she looked great. And she yeah. had, like, gold <laughs> eyeshadow on and, like, yes. a high, fluffy pony. And then she put, later on, like, a leather jacket over the white tank. Real cute. Yes. Uh, very, very cute. But what was not cute was this brown trench coat she wears. It's, like, fuzzy. It's, like, the middle of summer. It's, like... I thought it looked kind of suede. I thought it looked, like, camel le suede. Maybe it was suede, but it looked so heavy, and I was, like, it's, like, 30 degrees outside right now. It's California. Yeah, no, the detective Buffy transition wasn't into. No, no. And, like, her, like, sunglasses, she just looked like a goofy child. (laughs) (laughs) She borrowed that trench from Joyce. It's all about that punchline, though, because yeah, yeah. she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go, you know, fall on a trench going glasses," and then she she dies to it. Oh, (laughs) she's like, "Wait, never mind." Yes, yes. This show's so smart. Uh, (laughs) Joss Whedon had a moment in the writers' room. (laughs) Okay, and then a great outfit is which I had shirts like this. Buffy is when she gets electrocuted in the bathroom. She's wearing this like sparkly tank top. It's like blue, baby blue. 
fabulous baby blue, 90s baby blue. It feels like sparkle. scratchy tintle. Yes, tinsel. so Sorry. scratchy tintle. 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 Scratchy tintle. new material. Sibling of Fritz tintle. And then she gets electrocuted and her hair is all fucked up. And then she asks Xander and Giles, she's like, but how does my hair look? Yeah. And then Xander goes, it's great. It's your best hair ever. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good friend. Yeah, he is. He's very good friend, Xander. I feel like Buffy and Xander, Xander's not in this episode that much, um, but... He's having a really good friend rapport with Buffy. Like, she's like, you got me wound up and stuff. Yeah. So it's mm. it's a nice little Xander, Buffy yeah. friend. It feels more platonic than it has in the past. Absolutely. Someone's getting the message. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so later on, Buffy wears what appears to be like a leopard print coat. I think. Yeah, when they go to Willow's home, when they find yes. out that Willow has been taken yeah. by demon scum yeah demon fritz and and this is what she wears into the computer research center Mm -hmm. um is this like long leopard coat which i love and as Mm -hmm. we've talked about animal print very 90s but also just uh it's totally my style Mm -hmm. so i would definitely Mm -hmm. wear this leopard coat (laughs) so bewitched bothered and bewildered is our section about perhaps troubling, problematic things in the episode. My favorite thing, it was like the most amazing part of this episode, maybe, is when Miss Calendar tells Giles, like, you old white men always want to keep all your knowledge compartmentalized in a little dusty box so that no one else can learn what you learn. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. so relevant to today. And I was like, Miss Calendar is so cool. Like, she's a feminist. Yeah. And she's just calling him on what she thinks is happening, too. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're gatekeeping. Well, now the gates have been blown wide open and anyone and everyone can have the information. So I just, it is also the first time they've actually called out race in the show. They've actually never talked about race. They've never really talked about whiteness. They've never talked about any of this in the show. And she's the first person to actually be like, white guys your gatekeeping knowledge like it's it's very and power it's excellent yeah, yeah. it's the mm. first time it's happened in all this season so it's great it's great to bring it in i clocked where in the world are willow's parents they're <laughs> yeah we've never Mom, met them yeah they're not there yeah, yeah we've never so, met them can yeah. we just bring in something we don't have to talk about it but are we all noticing what these friends might have in common when it comes to their relationship with their parents? No parents. Yeah. Yeah. Their parents are absent. And I do think that that's like an important thing to, like, you only really have Cordelia as a character who talks about her relationship with her parents in this way that you might actually think she spends any time with them. All of the other characters talk about their parents very little and are, they are around very, very little. Mm-hmm. And I just love it so much. Like, it's another subliminal thing that says, like, you don't have, you might not have a strong family home. There is community still. It still exists. It just isn't in the nuclear family. It's another very transgressive thing for a show in America in 1997 to be doing. To be like, you don't go home and have dinner with your family every night? Yeah. Oh, you're saving the world. How cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is very positive spin this and this dedication to community. They are loyal, dedicated community members. These Scoobies with Buffy, mm-hmm. like it's it's chosen family. It's we know this to be very very true and possible and powerful now. But then, like I have totally have memories of going to friends' homes who come from parents where there's two parents and being like, "Don't you don't you want to go home and and don't you have to go home to go to dinner?" And me being like, "No, I don't have to do that." <laughs> I can stay or you're going to have to like tell me to leave. Like there's no systematic thing I'm going to understand about this supper time moment that is going to make me leave and go home to have my, like it just didn't exist. And the friends that I had growing up were friends that had that in common with me. Mm -hmm. Like it was totally something that split who hung out with who, not because it was like conscious necessarily, but it was just like practical Mm -hmm. and real. It's like, oh, the kids who could hang out after school, they went to after school care, whatever. Like, it's a highly kind of personal 
way to feel about the show, but it's real. And like we picked up on it just even now in episode eight of season one. Mm-hmm. And it just gets, it's just going to get stronger. Like it's obviously a theme there. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This show has themes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, so I think we all need to say our favorite line from the episode. And we might all have the same favorite one because there really was a gem in there. Can we try and say the one that we all know just together? I think it will sound horrible. Okay, let's try it. Let's try. (laughs) One, two, three. If, if you're, you're not, not jacked in, you're, you're are not alive. Oh, we all wrote it down differently. That's good. Okay, that was an interesting experiment. <laughs> so the line is, yeah, I wrote down, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's the line of the episode. Uh, jacked in sounds like sexual. Well, jacking off. I know. Jacking I, I in. Like, jacked in. <laughs> Um, but it is amazing, and most of, I mean, this whole episode is quotable because it's so stupid. <laughs> so that student just yelled it at a teacher out of, like, nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The printed page is obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> Fritz. Wow. So Mrs. I wouldn't even say that now. Like, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't true. I have, mine is at the very end of the episode. Okay, go. So when... Giles goes to Miss Calendar's um, classroom to return her jewelry. <laughs> and it's a small, single corkscrew earring, piercing mm-hmm. earring of some kind. And Giles says something like, oh, well, I'm not the one who wears corkscrews dangling from my ears. And she just says, that's not where I dangle it from. <laughs> Also, have specifically a shot of her wearing earrings, like of her actually just like it's not like she's missing an earring. It's not like there's that. The only option is to interpret that line. So how did it fall off in the library? (laughs) And also, does she put that? I don't know if it's like a nipple beard. It's like a long corkscrew. Like I can't imagine putting that anywhere but your earring. (laughs) But it's very clever. (laughs) Yeah, she is teasing him yeah. yeah and he's like the last shot is him like oh, like blushing oh he's there's a loss of innocence yeah there <laughs> well the actual lo- last shot of the episode is the scooby gang they're like sitting and they're all laughing about like sandra's like i was almost eaten by a praying mantis in my last relationship but he's like whatever the only guy i turned out to like was a vampire yuck 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 and they all laugh and then they just like huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a very funny way to end the episode. Like, wow! I also just love it because it's like one of the first times they've referenced literally the things that have happened to them, like <laughs> the traumas. I talk a lot about like they're not traumatized, but this means they can remember what's happened to them. <laughs> it leads me to believe. So you're gonna wish for the day when Buffy was less traumatized. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Spoiler. <laughs> I um I just like I just I don't know. There's like so many lines I was writing down because there it's just such like a it's just such good dialogue and it's just yeah. so like unique to the show, it feels like. It's like the like level of cleverness and like anyway, I just loved um uh Buffy Miller talking about um Malcolm Malach in the locker in the change room and Willow says something about him being boyfriend and Buffy says, Is he Boy friendly. <laughs> I just love that. It's just so clever and kind of like cute and yeah. So In that same conversation, Willow says, Moloch said you, or Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. And then Buffy just turns to the camera and says, Malcolm was right and yeah. shuts her locker. Yeah. Like it's, you're right. The dialogue is so, it's, it's just so good. Okay, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you to our special guests. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, and make sure to check out our new podcast, uh, My Best Friend uh, is Similar to Xander. <laughs> uh, in a couple weeks. <laughs> okay. I should call it I'm Sick of Being Everybody's Butt Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's also a, a reference from 
Oh, it'll be years away, so you'll forget. Uh, I will forget. Uh, okay, check us out on the pod. My best friend thinks she's Buffy. Email us, my best friend thinks she's Buffy at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, uh, just submit your application and we'll consider it. Just put your application in our DMs. How big of a fan are you or how have you never seen it? Maybe it would be fun to have someone who's never seen any of it and come and just watch one what off episode? I bet. I we think could that would be that. funny. Too. I bet we could do that. Yeah. So, um, send us your application. We'll get back to you in three to five business days. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye. 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 Arg. Grr. Grr. Arg.